Welcome back. Welcome all to Tea and Bonnets. This is a show for you. Put those bonnets on and get those mugs ready for this tea on Lincoln University. For the Lincoln University community. This is a new podcast for the Lincoln University community. Come on, L-U-M-O. Y'all need to get with this memo. This is a new podcast for the L-U community. That is for the students by the students. Two hood for the artsy kids and two artsy for the hood kids. Family, closeness, honesty, and loyalty. What's up, what's up, everyone? It's your boy Leek here, and on TM Bonnets, we will be giving you updates on what's happening here at Lincoln University in Missouri. Please stay tuned for information, informative details on what's happening on this campus. This is Lincoln University. We are Lincoln University. I am your host, Malik Henry, a graduating senior here at Lincoln University from Los Angeles, California. I will be getting my Bachelor's of Science in Print Journalism on May 11th. It is so good to be back here with you all, and I am so excited to be reeling in Season 2 of TM Bonnets. This is Lincoln University. For all of you who have just joined us, welcome And for everyone that has been listening to the show, make room because we have a lot of new ideas and a lot of new opportunities that TM Bonnets is going to be bringing to the table this season. We're on a whole new level this spring semester of 2019 with new equipment, new software, and again, some fresh ideas. I'm so happy to be back with everyone And I'm so happy to just be having this opportunity to broadcast information, broadcast new ideas, broadcast perspectives, broadcast this HBCU culture that is stemming out of Lincoln University in Jefferson City, Missouri. It's so good to be back, everybody. I just want to say Happy New Year to the Lincoln University community. That is our students, our professors, our faculty members, staff, administration, alumni, lobbyists, Jeff City residents, all of my Lincolnites. I hope you guys had a wonderful end to your 2018 because it is finally 2019 so happy new year so happy new year to everyone all right we're going to be talking about what the spring semester holds for this show and new opportunities for the school later on in the show we're going to be talking about what's new for the show later on so before i go any further i know you all have probably noticed something different with the show yep Kay gordon is not present Kay wants to inform everyone that she will not be participating in the show this last semester before we graduate in May, but you can still catch her on campus. You can follow Ms. Kay Gordon on her Instagram at black.is.power and on her Twitter at at creative, capital X, 96. Let's take a moment of silence for her departure. It's a hard to say goodbye. 
your strong, alluring voice and thoughtful input on the show's conversations will greatly be missed. Over the break, Kay was super excited to inform everyone that she was accepted into the Indianapolis Teaching Fellows Program. She will be teaching high school English beginning in the summer. Congratulations, Ms. Kay Gordon, and good luck with your future endeavors. Now, you all are probably wondering, oh my God, what does this mean for the show? Well, for those of you who are reaching and maybe thinking the show will not have longevity, it most definitely will. And we are excited to bring on new personalities, again, new ideas with new possible hosts. No one will be able to ever replace the energy and input that Kay Gordon brought to the table. Although we have some new people that we are bringing on the show to give their special input and fresh ideas. So I am super excited about that. For those of you who are new here at Lincoln University in Missouri, new to TN Bonnets, I'm going to give you guys a little, I'm going to walk you guys through the show as we go along, just so you can see the order and the structure of how this show is broken down. All right. So next up, I'm going to go ahead and inform everyone what's been going on since 2019 sparked off. The first thing I really, really want to talk about is the news. This section of the show, we will be giving students updates and information on what is happening on campus here at Lincoln University in Missouri. What is going on on the other side of campus that maybe you do not visit a lot because your schedules, you know, send you a different direction? What opportunities are coming up? What, what exactly has been happening? Uh, different things that you may have heard of, but you didn't necessarily, you weren't necessarily there, so maybe you couldn't get all the information. We're going to be informing you on the show. And for our faculty members, alumni, administration, you all can get a peek into what's actually happening here on campus with the students after they leave your classrooms. So please be informed and stick around for our news. All right. First up on the news, Missouri area students are recognized for making honor roll at Lincoln University. Students from Missouri were acknowledged this month in two local publications for making fall 2018 Dean's List at the HBCU. Lake University guidelines state that in order to qualify for the Dean's List, the following students must acquire at least a 3.0 grade point average. Sedalia Democrat published a list of students that include Addison Embry of Clarksburg, Bradley Fisher of Jamestown, Brianna Brown of Nob Noster, Savannah Potter of Sedalia, Jordan Simmons of California, and many more other local areas in Missouri. Alicia Dilson of Tecumseh, hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Josh Mitchell of Licking were both featured in their own article published by West Plains Daily Quill the week of January 6th. Congratulations to those who were acknowledged in those two publications and congratulations to our on-campus students that made Dean's List. I myself definitely didn't get the opportunity to be published in an article, but I am proud of myself for making Dean's List this semester as well. So let's give it up to our Lincoln University honorees. Next up, I want to acknowledge and talk about 
Donald Trump's decision to shut down the government because he won't get his wall built. And why I feel it's important to really keep people up to date this year about everything that is going to take place due to this furlough. The government shutdown started on December 22nd. All right. This upcoming week will mark a month that the government has been on furlough. I personally feel that a lot of this is important due to the fact that the government is a strong factor in how our society, how the American society functions. So December 22nd, FDA stopped routine, stopped their routine infections, inspections. The 26th, FEMA tells contractors to stop work. December 27th, SEC slows reviews of stock offerings. January 3rd, FCC suspends most operations. January 4th, TSA workers call in sick. And January 11th, federal, federal workers miss a paycheck. Now, I have to honestly say, this really hits home for me because my mom, she ended up, my mom working as a revenue agent before she retired in 2016, she was affected as a revenue agent working for the government during 2013's government shutdown. Unfortunately, she lost her sister, my Aunt Leah, during that time. A lot of people in America now are really being affected financially. People that had very, very secure jobs to be able to send their kids to private schools, to be able to help them with financial aid, uh, paying out of pocket to help their students go to some of these top universities. A lot of these people now are having to go to food banks and get aid, uh, start GoFundMe so that they can get money to pay for their rent or on their house note. A lot of people are, going, are, are having to put things on their credit. My mom at that time, you know, luckily she taught me the value of having good credit because she too was someone that had to start using her credit during that time. Now, after the government shut down, uh, when, the government, uh, when the government starts back up again, then of course, people are supposed to be getting paid all that money back that they missed from those paychecks. But as of this week, if the government is still shut down, government workers will be notified that they will not be getting paid for the month of February. The reason why it is important that TM Bonnets is updating people this as we go through the year, because we don't really know how long this clown, <coughs> excuse me, Donald Trump is going to be running, you know, the, 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 the running America like this, how long the government will be shut down for. We have no idea what to expect. We have no idea how long this is going to go on for. So this is definitely affecting us as a country and we will be affected. Things will start trickling down more and affecting more people. So let's pray that you know, uh, our politicians can get through to Donald Trump or he can get through to them as far as them all coming together and making a decision so that the little people don't hurt. Because ironically, senators and politicians are still getting paid. But the little people, the revenue agents, I mean, you know, they, are, they, uh, they may have money. You know, they may be able to send their kids to private school, but they worked for that. 
They worked their butts off every day. My mom worked her butt off every day so that I could go to private school, so that she could help pay for my tuition here at Lincoln University. Thank God that my mother ended up retiring in 2016 and her pension is secure because if she was still working to this day, I too would have to probably be someone to start a GoFundMe for my mom, uh, for myself ultimately to help me pay for my tuition. Uh, Reading a lot of this stuff definitely got me uh, not taking anything for granted uh, as far as, you know, just really being fortunate when there are a lot of people right now that are really, really working to get by. Their kids are picking up jobs to help them. This is really, really serious, and I think it's important that we really talk about it on TM Bonnets, and we will talk about it, and we will keep you all updated. All right? So... That's what we have for the news. And later on in the semester, we will definitely have more updates on the news for you all. But we all know the semester just started. So we will be keeping our eyes out and our ears open for different things that we definitely want to inform you of. All right. And moving into our next section. As we go along, we meet announcements. Let's go ahead and talk about announcements. What are the announcements? What's the importance of them? Well, at an institute of higher learning, we are constantly taking in information that is useful. And I'm talking to our students here. We're constantly taking in information that is useful that we need to know so that we will be ready for that next step in life, whether we are going to work for an employer, whether we are going to start our own company, job, be an entrepreneur, whatever. At a university, we are like a small town. And everyone needs to be in the know about what's happening in this town. And we have to start having town hall meetings on Lake University's campus pertaining specifically towards all of our students, all of our students of diverse majors coming in in one room and just being in the know about what the different organizations, departments are planning. I think that'll be very useful so that everyone can just know what to expect what is there? What are the opportunities that you can utilize? What you don't want to miss? As students, we have to know how to find opportunities and not take them for granted because they come and they go. And once they are gone, they are gone. Not to say that new ones can't pop up, but here with TM Bonnets, you can trust us when we say that we are going to be informing you of as much opportunities for students in your field as possible. Because personally, as a journalism major, to build my resume, to build my portfolio, I would love to know if there was an internship to work with CNN. And if I had to know that I have to sign up by the end of tomorrow to be able to possibly get a job that'll ultimately really, really maneuver me through that professional industry, then I'm, shoot, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to find out. And all you have to do is listen to TM Bonnets, all right? So that's what the announcements are about. Of course, whatever events or anything circulating around the Lincoln University community uh, that is off campus, we will get you guys in the know about that as well. So please stick around for our announcements because we're about to jump right into them. So I'm going to go ahead and let everyone know of the latest announcements and what to look forward to next week. So here's a little something that was last week, but uh, it's good to know. Uh, Friday was the last day to drop classes without having to pay for them. 
Um, and Friday was also the last day to use your book vouchers. So please don't be bugging the people in Young Hall about why you can't use them no more. Uh because that's just how it is. You're just not able to use the book vouchers anymore. And Friday was the last day where people were able to do that. All right. Next up, Lincoln University, Lincoln University Study Abroad Program is sponsoring spring break in Haiti. The purpose of this trip to Haiti during spring break is to give students the opportunity to become in tune with many facets of the Haitian culture, customs, and traditions. As a part of the educational component of this experience, students will engage in a wide range of service learning activities. The trip will be from March 11th through the 18th. In order for a student to qualify, they must have a cumulative GPA of a 2.5 or higher. They must be a full-time student with 12 credit hours, and they must pay a one-time fee of $220. They must also not have a code of conduct violation at all on record. Applications must be submitted this Thursday, January 23rd, by the end of the day, no later. You should be able to find the application attached to your student email. All right, next up, we have Save the Date. Boom TV Network presents Back to the 90s Throwback Jam Volume 3 featuring DJ Battle, DJ Last Night, and DJ Pooh. This party will be held on March 9th, 2019, and the location is to be announced. Now, I'm going to just let everybody know, I wasn't able to attend last year's, and Boom TV, of course, Jonathan Jackson is the founder, and this party is in celebration of uh, his birthday is on February 28th. The party will be a couple of days after that, but I just want to say people have a ball at these parties. There's a lot of throwback music, a lot of throwback looks. People are just, you know, enjoying the 90s vibe that we clearly all miss. So uh, be sure to stay tuned with TM Bonnets and we will give you more updates, especially on when we get the location for the party. The parties in the past were held at McClum Park. So we will see this year where Jonathan will be having it held. All right, next up, 2019's King Pageant will be held at Harris Stowe University in St. Louis, Missouri this year. Okay, usually the King's Pageant, for every year since it's been founded, has been here at Lincoln University that was founded in 1866. Not quite sure why they, we've always had those King Pageants here, but I'm, it may be because we are one of the oldest HBCUs. But this year, they're switching it up a bit, and it is going to be held at Harris Stowe University. This will be Lincoln University's first time being able to allow their king to participate in this pageant. The pageant will be on February 2nd at 7 p.m. Tickets are $5 and you can access them on Eventbrite. Please support our HBCU kings. We are in a time when our brothers need to be uplifted. Our brothers need to know the standard of their black royalty. And it's just good to just see black excellence in men that are able to inspire other young men to live up to that standard. All right. So please go out and support them. All right. Next up, we have an open mic tonight. This is a vibe session hosted by LU Mike Check 
And this is a new organization on campus. I'm not sure if they're registered yet. I have to find that out. But they have been throwing these open mics um, for a while now. They did it. Uh, they they had a couple that were going at the end of last semester, and they were, I mean, they were a vibe. Like just the the energy there was just so phenomenal, and the the talent and the people. Like Lincoln University in Missouri has a lot of talent, and we got a lot of. Just good-spirited people. Um, it's it's uh, open mic again, so anyone can come, anyone can perform, whether you are a poet, you are a rapper, uh, a singer, um, someone that just wants to express their emotions, you know, um, and, you, of course, making sure you're not harming anyone by doing so. Um, you can, you are free to come to this event, um, to the open mic. It's going to start at 8 p.m., and it'll end at 12 a.m. And this will be held in Martin Hall, the student lounge. And once again, this is a vibe session for the Link University students to hang out and network with each other. So please go check that out. You can follow the club at Mike underscore check L-U. That's M-I-C underscore C-H-E-C-K-L-U. And that's it for our announcements for this upcoming week. And this is the time where we will move and transition over into sports. We all know in college, at universities, especially at HBCUs, our sports are a big part of our HBCU and college experience. So on this show, we will definitely be giving you guys an insight on our sports. We have a new journalist who will be joining the show um, by the name of Amani Grant Pate, and he will be giving you recaps and insiders on what to look forward to with the games, uh, details on some of our all-star players, and just giving you a little bit more information on things to look out for with our sports this season. So, Amani, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Honored to be on the show. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's so good to finally have you on the show. Uh, Amani here, everyone, is a sports journalist. You know, he interviews a lot of our players after the games, and you can tell by just the way he moves that he has a passion and what he does, and I'm glad that we can uh, bring you on because maybe you can go ahead and tell everybody about, you know, your uh, dream and aspirations as a sports journalist, you know, tell them where you're from and all that good stuff. Okay, well, I'm a junior from San Francisco, California. Uh, right now, I'm applying for internships, you know. Uh, I want to work on my craft as a sports journalist. I just want to, you know, just get better every day. And right, I think right. uh, being on the show, you know, it would help me. Right, definitely. So do you, uh, what year will you be graduating? I'll be graduating in 2020. That's the goal. All right. What's, that's what's up next year. Here he come. All right. So, uh, Amani, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what this week holds for our sports here at Lincoln University? Okay, okay. So we have uh, the Lincoln University men's basketball team. They won today uh, by a score of 89 to 70. Yes. All right. Give it up to them. So uh, Sean Riggamaden had a big game, you know, he had 26 points in the win, so that was great. Um, he was a leading scorer. Uh, John L. Burton also had 15 points and eight rebounds. Grant Olson finished the game with 18 points. And the next game for the men will be on the 24th against Northeastern State at 7.30, and it'll be at home at Jason Gym. So everybody should be, you know, hyped for the game and come out and support the men. And uh, for the girls, unfortunately, we came up short uh, we lost 67 to 68. Mm. 
That's uh, all right. That's all right. Positive takeaways. Arnisha Dickerson, she played well. She had 24 points and five rebounds. All right. Give it up for her. Bree Coleman poured in 15 points, and she also had an impressive 17 rebounds. Uh, Kaylani Pryor, she had 16 points and seven rebounds. So uh, the next game for the girls will also be on the 24th against Northeastern State. Um, the game will be at 5.30 before the boys. So uh, you, wouldn't, you don't want to miss this, you know. And uh, as far as the track team, you know, we're always good every year. Uh, they'll be competing at the Jayhawk Classic in Lawrence, Kansas, Friday, January 25th and Saturday, January 26th. Yes, Amani said it best. Our track team does really, really well. And if you stay tuned and listen to the show throughout the semester, you will get a, a sense of just how good they are for sure. So with that being said, um, I really, really want everyone to know that this show is opening new experiences for young uh, journalists like Amani here. We definitely want to give them an opportunity to practice in their field. Um, so, Amani, what do you think it, it is about sports um, that, that you're more so leaning towards as far as journalism? Because I know you've done some writing and you've done some reporting, right? Yes. Okay, so which one would you say you like more, like interviews or article writing? What? Honestly, I don't want to limit myself. I want to do both. I want to be a right, writer. Right. And I am also like the media stuff as far as interviewing the players. You exactly. Know? It would be cool to interview somebody that maybe I uh, uh, looked up to, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, for sure. Like, I think it would be dope if we could actually bring a player on the show one day yeah, and you could probably interview him yourself. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, yeah. I interview the players after the game and I plan on interviewing um, some of the, the girls and some of the guys you know after the yeah, game yeah for sure for sure and uh, just update you guys for sure so I know our uh, basketball team uh, spring semester should be good because our basketball team does pretty good right uh, track does pretty good so uh, are you pretty optimistic this semester about our players our basketball team you know uh, you know Zoe Thompson she's she's doing pretty well uh, she got Athlete of the Week. And, okay, okay. Um, Terrence Smith, you know, he's been doing pretty well. Right, right. Uh, he also got Athlete of the Week. So, right, you know, right. we're heading in the right direction as far as sports. For sure, time. for sure. And anyone out there listening, TM Bonnets is definitely going to grow. Um, and I just want anyone listening to know that any information that you have on sports, any updates, anything that you want to get out or broadcast it out to the Lincoln University community, Please let us know if you see Amani around, you know, he's usually at most of the games in the front row. You know, people really, really uh, can talk with him. He's a cool guy. Um, and anything that you want us to talk about on the show, you know, you can tell him and he'll bring in and he'll update everybody. And, yeah, we just get it out like that. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So, Amani, I want to thank you for uh, first accepting the opportunity to come on the show. Um, and I'm happy that a lot of our listeners are going to be hearing more from you. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's just an honor to be on here, man. For sure. For really sure. an honor. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. All right. So we'll be hearing from you real soon about the sports. Yep. All right. Moving along into our next section of the show. Hot tea on campus. And I want everyone to think of this as hot topics from Wendy Williams. All right. Less messy, you know, um, less fainting on live television, but more just so that everyone can know what it, what the students are talking about on campus. What is it exactly? Whether it's from rumors or information that is just circulating through the students, we will give you guys a filtered version of that on our show 
And anything that you want to know, trust that we will have it on our show. Now, I will say this. Tian Bonnets ultimately represents Lincoln University of Missouri. So we want to do our best to be as appropriate as possible. As a journalist, I have to say that there are going to be things that is brought up on the show that can be a bit provocative or controversial, but it is our duty to inform the people of what's going on. And for our listeners from fall 2018, what's up, y'all? Good to see you guys back. I know you guys trust that we are going to be giving you guys some information on what's being talked about lately, what's been going on in the Lincoln University community. All right. So let's jump right into it. Okay, well, unfortunately, I have to inform everyone that may not have known yet that D'Angelo Bretton Bland, the Student Government Association president, passed away December 11th, just days before the fall 2018 semester ended. The very next day, there was a vigil where student leaders and many of the student body gathered where the media was there to capture them just mourning this man's loss. D'Angelo Bratton Bland was an amazing spirit, and he had high hopes for his future. D'Angelo allegedly was supposed to be graduating next year in elementary education. He was supposed to be teaching at the high school that he graduated from in Chicago after graduation. And I want to say that D'Angelo still leaves a legacy for many of the elementary education majors to strive and take opportunities, take advantage of as much as you can um, for D'Angelo. Because you never know when it is your last day. All right? So, for those of you who know me, know that I'm going to just get right into it. And we're going to talk about what is alleged surrounding his death. Many people are aware that D'Angelo was murdered. It was alleged that he was shot. And... I'm not sure if he died on the way to the trauma center or if he passed away in the car. Um, But I'm just going to go ahead and get right into what the articles are stating about D'Angelo and the information surrounding the night that he passed away. Many news outlets, including Jefferson City News Tribune, the CBS Chicago News, New Pittsburgh Courier, have released articles about Lincoln University's SGA president. And I'm going to go into a few of them. But before I do, I just want to take one moment to acknowledge that night and what I personally experienced hearing about him and his passing. Um, It was around 9 o'clock, and I was in my room with my friend Cameron, um, who was also in education, and uh, he actually had went on a trip with 
D'Angelo last year um, pertaining to their major, and um, they were in the same room. They took an informative trip together through their department that gave them information, more information in their field um, and just got them ready for, you know, the whole teaching experience and stuff like that. Um, but the night of his death, I was in my room with Cameron and we had got an email from uh, Misty Young. Shout out to Misty Young. You know, she's a lady. University Relations that sends us all the emails of everything we had to know. So she sent us an email um, in regards to D'Angelo being wounded and being uh, in the hospital. And we didn't really know what to think of it because, I mean, I was packing that night because the next day I was going to be leaving to go um, uh, on my way home. And, uh, again, this was just a couple of days before, um, you know, like the last day, this was Tuesday. So we were in the room and after we read the email, we kind of just thought to ourselves, you know, like what happened? And I ended up calling up a few people, um, that I knew would know, uh, being that D'Angelo was a student leader and, you know, he often has a lot of uh, student leaders, uh, around him, uh, people that he hangs with, people that, um, he trusts, um, to, you know, do their best to represent his board as the SGA president. And uh, I got a hold of two people that said that D'Angelo had been shot. And I told Cameron, and initially we were just really shocked. We didn't know what to expect, where this came from, what happened. But I want to say at that time, there were already a lot of rumors that were going on about D'Angelo and what happened that night. There were rumors that went from, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to inform everyone of a lot of the rumors that were said, and then I'm going to go ahead and inform everyone on what was actually published in articles, not only here in Jefferson City, but in Chicago and in Pittsburgh. So I, um, I had heard that, you know, he was off campus, you know, uh, near the downtown area, um, and he had gotten to an altercation, and, you know, um, it led up to him getting shot. I had heard that he was on his way to a buddy's house to play Madden. I'm going to say, for one, whoever put that out there, first of all, I don't even got to go into the whole personal ordeal about D'Angelo and who he was, but we all know D'Angelo wasn't on the way to nobody's house playing no Madden. Um, I was, we heard that he wasn't with anyone from campus at that time, um, and he was on his own, going somewhere on his own, and just possibly had to happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, which later on you will find out was ultimately true. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time, but it wasn't his own intentions to be there at the wrong place at the wrong time. So we had heard all these different stories and nothing was adding up. I finally got on the phone with someone um, and they told me, um, by the look on their face, I knew they knew what was going on and what had happened. Uh, Twitter was running rampant with information of D'Angelo. There were people that were saying that he was wounded. There were people that were saying that he was murdered. So I got on the phone with someone, and I could tell by the look on their face that something was wrong. They told me to come to Scruggs University Center um, in front of the ballroom. And um, I put my stuff on, and I was out the door. 
And I made my way over there and I just remember seeing a lot of people. And I'm going to be honest, you know, D'Angelo and I were close sophomore year, 2015 going into 2016. And we were very close. We used to study together. We used to be on the, I believe it was the third floor community room. And we used to chill in there a lot and just talk about future goals, what we have planned for the school, what we want to be. He always talked about, you know, being a uh, SJ president or Mr. Lincoln University. And I just applaud him for achieving SGA president, you know, and committing to that and, you know, not letting anyone stop him. Um, so I, I, I initially thought to myself, you know, there's a lot of people here, but how many people actually knew D'Angelo? And I know that when we are student leaders at this school, it's often a thing of having a posse around us. You know, having people that don't really know you, but they love your title, they love what comes with it, so they want to be around you. You know, not to say that people that, Last year, he was hanging around um, that were, he called his friends and they called him their friends. Not to say that they did not know D'Angelo, but I just wondered how many people really knew him, what was really going on, and why no one knew where he was going that night or what his intentions were. This was my initial thoughts to that. So I walked in and I seen a lot of people, student leaders, students that I know D'Angelo had, you know, uh, had conversations with, encouraging conversations. You know, he had a lot of mentors and stuff like that. And I also saw um, some particular Greeks there. And it was a bit odd in the back of my mind to see all of these people, but at the same time, we may not necessarily always express the love we have for people while they're alive, but, you know, people, they grieve in their own way for their losses. So I was informed by the person I was on the phone with that told me to come, you know, that he had passed away. And um, it was hard. It was hard in that moment because I knew of D'Angelo and I knew this man um, and me and D'Angelo, you know, just to uh, keep it frank, um, we had gotten into a situation before, and that's why we were not as close last year. But D'Angelo was definitely, excuse me, everybody. <laughs> D'Angelo was definitely my brother, and I want to say that it is hard processing that he is no longer here, but I think it's harder to really take in how everything uh, was done as far as information pertaining to what happened that night. So I'm going to go ahead and go into some of these articles. Um, D'Angelo was in an area of Jefferson City that was pretty rough. It was known for gang activity, drug activity, and there have been multiple people arrested um, in connection to the murder at that location, but as far as drugs. Um, Jefferson City News Tribune, Columbia, Missourian, covered stories on his death uh, the next day. 
and they didn't have much answers, but we were confirmed the next day uh, that D'Angelo had passed away. The visual that took place in the ballroom the very next day. So one might ask, why in Chicago and in Pittsburgh would there be stories on this information as well? Well, as far as Chicago, that is where D'Angelo is from. And again, the high school from which he graduated, he was going to uh, teach there because he volunteered a lot during his breaks. Um, and his, of course, everyone could only imagine his remaining family, uh, his siblings were devastated, heartbroken. Um, during the duration of me and uh, D'Angelo's close relationship at the time, um, I was one of the first people that he told that his mother had passed away a couple of years back. Um, and then his grandmother passed away, uh, I believe, the following year. And uh, D'Angelo only had, you know, his his siblings and his remaining family. But in Chicago, they reported that his family wanted answers. And in a particular article in CBS Chicago, I think for a lot of people, we were forced to put the pieces together. But ironically, CBS Chicago News published an article that stated the 23-year-old was gunned down while out with a group of young men. They were all in the process of pledging for a school fraternity. This is when things started to eventually add up. Even if this wasn't totally the case, it made more sense than what we were even getting, what what information was even being told to us. People started adding certain things up. And as far as his sisters and his family that came down to the school that from some people, you know, allegedly only came down, you know, as far as the money. You know, that is rumored that that they they had only intentions to come down and see how they can gain from Lincoln. I cannot say that they were not hurt. I cannot say that they weren't affected. And maybe in their mourning, their whole attitude was this is what you did to our brother after we allowed him to come to your school. And, you know, what 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 exactly can you give us? I cannot say, but all of this is alleged and this has been circulating. Um, but as far as school fraternity, it, it, it's, it's odd because during this whole period from Wednesday, you know, to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, up until the time everyone left to go home for winter break. Twitter was off the chain with people that were just arguing their case, you know, doing doing the blame game, you know, trying to defend certain people in, in, in different uh, organizations and, and all of this. And it was a lot of just don't blame me going on, but still no one was explaining and rightfully telling D'Angelo's story or his experience of what exactly was even happening, what went on that night. No one knew anything. We knew he was shot, but why was he at that area? 
the SGA president, a student representative who handles the Student Government Association, who is over student leaders as well. And I mean, we, we have to understand how this looks. Like we know how the food chain works here at Lincoln University. We have the SGA, we have the Royal Court, and then we have CAB. You have the man at the very top of an organization of student reps and he's shot and we have no answers. And everyone is so busy trying to not be blamed by it that no one is explaining or rightfully telling this man's experience about what exactly happened. So, y'all know I got to get right into it. And um, I have to go ahead and talk about what exactly is rumored. And this is provocative. And many people may not necessarily want to hear this. Or even no. And I promise, as of right now, during my explanation, I will not mention any names. I will not mention any names of any organizations. But I'm just going to go ahead right out and say that D'Angelo allegedly was pre-pledging. And there were so many people that didn't want to take that credit. And I totally understand why. Because let's look at a situation that happened in California in August. You had a man that was pledging and passed away. Okay. Then in Jefferson City, there's been more in during the fall 2018 semester. There were more, there, there were several people in Jefferson City that were shot. Sharon Sessions, he was murdered the very, very first day of classes, 2018 fall semester. So you have a situation where the SGA president is rumored to have been shot while pre-pledging. No one would want to take that on. Who would? But we cannot stir away from the fact that this man has a story. He has an experience that people have to learn from. Now let's look at the evidence. Allegedly, you had three other guys that were with him at this residence, and they were in all black. They were at a residence that some would say was low-key, while the rest of us would say was dangerous, and the SGA president, a student representative of hierarchy, major hierarchy, should not have been at that location at all. What was he doing there? And why were there no other student leaders with him there? I'm not putting any blame on anyone, but I will have to say, and I'll say it if no one else wants to really accept it, as a student leader here at Lincoln University, you have people that are assigned to be on your team, be in your corner. You know, I like to almost look at it as being like a celebrity. You know, you have a management, you have people that know what you're doing, you have people that really it's their responsibility to take care of you. And unfortunately, none of them 
were there. And we are all adults, but we are not running this country yet. We are training to. We still have mommies and daddies here and there paying for tuition, paying for phone bills, or the government. Shoot, that may not last long, but you have the government doing it. So we're not on our own. We are not totally taking care of ourselves. We are getting assistance because we are young and we have not figured it all out yet, period. We just haven't. So the reason why I was heartbroken was because no one on D'Angelo's team could tell me exactly what he was doing there. And you guys didn't know. We're going to go with that. But I will say this. When it comes to Greek life, okay, you know, I, I, I have my perspective on that, and, and, and I'll save that for a different day. But I will say that as far as the fraternity that is being looked at or blamed for his, you know, him being involved with them, um, whoever you are, I know who you are. We know who you are. But that wasn't smart. And I'm not going to go too much into it. But the bottom line is these fraternities were based off of historical fraternities that have wealth and money. That have so much wealth and money and membership that if they wanted to, they probably could Get away with robbing a bank, pay some people off, you know, not, not get caught. But see, there's a difference from fraternities that started in the 18th century and when you're talking about historic, historic, historic organizations and fraternities that are still going around to this day that are affiliated with some of the top firms in the world that have wealth, that have money to shut people up. We as a black community, I don't care what you are affiliated with, we do not have that. So the reason why I'm saying that is because if you think that you can get away with certain things, you don't have the money to. And maybe you don't want to hear that, and that's perfectly fine. But the bottom line is, that's the truth. And allegedly, it's for my listeners, D'Angelo and the three guys were called to a residence in that area. Allegedly, they were told to wait outside. Allegedly, there was some situations in the past between the neighbors and the members that stayed at that house that called D'Angelo and his people there. Apparently, the night before, there was, I'll just say, a dispute. That night, when you have four black men pulling up in all black, standing outside, 
I don't know if the young people, uh, you know, I don't know if the young men in, in, in the, the residents nearby felt threatened, but they came out. Maybe they thought it was a retaliation and they opened fire and D'Angelo was shot. Why was it D'Angelo? I don't know. We only could ask God that. But maybe there is a reason for that. And maybe we need to learn and think about what has these historical organizations become? And what example are we leaving for the 2000 babies? Because you're talking about, you know, talking about the 20s, the 30s. You're talking about when these organizations first sparked up and they were advocates. They were a part of the civil rights. What are we doing now? I'm not going to not talk about this because it may be uncomfortable or I'm afraid. I knew D'Angelo. And we had a loyalty to each other at one time. And we still do. He's not here anymore to maybe make a second decision for maybe getting involved in this organization. But I will say, and this ain't alleged, D'Angelo was talking about joining this organization since we got here in 2014. D'Angelo wanted me to be his brother in this organization, but I had other plans. So I owe it to him to say what everyone is talking about because no one wants to just plainly say it out. And if you don't want to, that's fine, I will. So for our listeners, you know, you can go ahead and take that how you want. If you know more about who these people are that, like I said, I will not mention and I have not mentioned, you know, you do what you will with that. But at the end of the day, everything that happens is designed by God. I'm a true believer of that. And there's always a takeaway with everything. You choose to take away what you want from it. And that is that. D'Angelo, you are loved. You inspired many. You left a legacy. You dropped your baton. Someone else is going to pick it up and they are going to run with it just because you are that special. And we at Lincoln University, we love you. I love you, brother, like I do. We've had our differences in the past, but your soul, your spirit that is with God, it is so pure. And you deserved so much more. And on behalf of Lincoln University, as a student, I think I have the right to say, I apologize for what happened to you. And I'm going to leave it at that. So I know that was provocative. I know that was controversial. For those of you who don't like it, I'll give you my social media later. You know, you can hit me up. But that's that. And that's what TM Bonnets is about. All right. So we're going to go ahead and continue on. And we are going to go ahead and move over into our main discussion. And here is where, if you came to listen to a podcast, well, this is the podcast. 
All right. This is the podcast section. What is a podcast? Laid back. People having conversations. Chill. This is the bonnets part of the show. Okay, the T is the information at the top of the hour. The bonnet's part is we in a black community, we know once we put that bonnet on and we lay back and we sitting back in the bed, do rag, whatever, we know we ain't getting up. We know if our mama got her do her bonnet on and she on the phone, she ain't getting up no time soon. So don't ask her to take you nowhere or to go out. You know what I'm saying? Don't ask for no McDonald's if you ain't got no McDonald's money. You know, she on the phone with Keisha right now and that's that. So we are on the phone with the world right now, and we about to just be comfortable, laid back, and we're going to have a conversation, all right? So, main discussion today is going to be about a little project that I have had the opportunity in my time here at Lincoln University to produce, all right? So, I have produced an organization, and the name of the organization is the LU Broadcasters. I'm going to be giving you guys a little information about what the LU Broadcasters entails. All right. So, the LU Broadcasters was organized by a journalism student. Now, I'm not particularly a broadcast journalist. I'll be getting my Bachelor's of Science in Print Journalism on May 11th, but I will be pursuing a master's in broadcast television and radio. The reason why I see I saw an importance in this organization was because as a print journalist, I have been building my resume the time that I've been here. I've been able to write for the Clarion. I've been able to practice my writing skill, been able to publish articles on the Clarion. And I saw my broadcasting students and I wondered what exactly could we do to get them more experience? Because we do not have a student television show. We do not have a student production team quite yet. We are currently, and you are listening to, something that will become a student radio station in the future. But before this, what did we have? What did we have for our LU broadcasters that could ultimately help them practice broadcasting information out from which they will be doing in their field as professionals in their industry later on. What exactly could we do to help them get the job done? What could we do to help them build on their resume? You know, finally add to their portfolio, create a portfolio. What could we do? And I thought to myself, well, we have so many talented students that want to be hosts. They want to be news anchors. They know how to work cameras. They know how to do videography. We have cinematographers on campus. They all have their own individual uh, ideas and projects at times that don't seem to have a whole lot of longevity because there's not a lot of unifying. And I thought to myself, what could we do to help all of these people meet as one to be able to ultimately get their vision, see, see the, the similarities in their vision, see the similarities in their goals, and ultimately come together as one so that they can actually accomplish a project. We've seen broadcasting opportunities on campus like Boom TV. We've seen uh, DC's hip hop segment. We've heard of different organizations on campus, um, and we have the talent. 
we have the resources and we have the vision. So how can we bring all this together? Well, what is LU Broadcasters? LU Broadcasters is a new organization on this campus that is in the work of being approved as a registered organization affiliated with Lincoln that will ultimately house broadcasting projects just like TM Bonnets that you are listening to right now. TM Bonnets is a student podcast ran as a radio station by the students for the students, and don't you forget it, all right? TM Bonnets is a project under the LU broadcasters. The LU broadcasters will have close range with equipment from camera equipment, audio equipment, visuals, um, and just be able to give these students with ambition and drive to be able to access this to ultimately accomplish and reach their goals. So I honestly just want to give students, broadcasting students, the opportunity to build their resume. And that's what LU Broadcasters is going to do. So I am super excited to say that under LU Broadcasters, our members will be helping us out with tea and bonnets. Okay, I will not be the only one speaking, so you will not be able to just hear my voice all the time because I know y'all might get tired of it here and there. Okay, but... As someone that loves to speak, as someone that knows that I have a drive, I have a purpose for it, I'm going to do my best to broadcast information out until I find more people that I can bring on as hosts. And shout out to Amani for practicing fall 2018 for spring 2019 so that he could eventually come on the show. I am so proud of him and I'm so excited to see what he has to bring for the remainder of the semester. So we will be bringing on new personalities, new inputs, new ideas to the structure of the show. And guys, I just want to be remembered. I have had a passion to be remembered. And I want to leave a legacy here. And there's so many different ways to do that here at Lincoln University. And I want to show people that. It's not just about being Mr. Lincoln or being Greek. If you can leave something at this school that is missing a piece, then don't allow anyone to discourage you with their their fears, their insecurities about you, their laziness. Don't let anyone stop you from accomplishing what you have to accomplish. It took me my entire year at Lincoln University, but I'm on the road. And I just want to inform everyone that God has been talking to me. And my purpose and calling is by God, because let me tell you, I got here at Lincoln University and I didn't know where we were going to be recording the show. But I knew that I seen the Breakfast Club and I said, we need that at Lincoln University. Hadn't talked to anybody about where we were going to be recording for the spring semester, what equipment we were going to use, because I'm going to be honest with you myself right now, right now, we're recording this off of an iPad. Yes, off of an iPad, and we making it work. So that's my point. Whatever you have, start. Build from there. Have a mission, have a drive, have a purpose, and God will supply for you. Because when I walked into the library, I almost passed out by just knowing that God had set up something for me this semester that I had no idea was coming my way. 
the library is in the works of setting up a studio for students for broadcasting purposes. So let's give it up for TM Bonnets and their longevity so that we can see this because we're going to be in that studio. And eventually I see us bringing in cameras like the Breakfast Club and ultimately maybe even broadcasting that on the TVs in the calf. And you know why we're going to do that? Because no one can stop us and we have a purpose. And we are Lincoln University. So we're going to make it happen. All right? So I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. I hope the walkthrough was smooth. Um, I hope I didn't upset too many people. But, you know, as a journalist, if you ain't upsetting people, you ain't doing your job. So there's that. Um, But I'm so happy for everyone that is joining us, all of our new people. And I am excited about this. Tell your friends about the show. And I'm so happy uh, to see what this new year brings. And I uh, just want to let everyone know that I want you to have a happy new year. Be safe. Be on alert. And let's just be more unified, y'all. Please. All right? All right, you guys. So I hope you're excited for this season two of TM Bonnets this spring semester because I sure am. And I'm excited to just announce everything to you guys and broadcast all this good information out to the LU community. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap everything up now. But before I do, we have some HBCU confessions for you all. So anyone that has been in an HBCU, at an HBCU or have caught wind of HBCU culture should be aware of HBCU Confessions, which is on Twitter. And HBCU Confessions is a Twitter account where they allow students to submit confessions anonymously and the page will post them anonymously. They're pretty funny, and I mean, I feel like it's always a good way to just kind of end the show off. So I'm going to go ahead and read a few, and we'll see uh, what uh, the HBCU culture has been like lately. And uh, yeah. All right, the first one. Me and this girl I've been cool with for, me and this girl have been cool for a while, but she has a boyfriend and never really told me, just assumed I knew. Anyways, We stopped talking for a bit over break to slow things down, and she's back at it. And I really want her help. And that was from University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. All right, so I'm going to just let y'all know right now, for whoever this was, I'm doing y'all a favor with some of these posts, these tweets, because I'm not reading them exactly how I am. I'm not saying it exactly how I need to be reading it, but a lot of y'all need to work on y'all grammar and just making sure y'all proofread before y'all hit that tweet button, okay? But my opinion on this, um, I don't know about you all, but I think that um, to this young man, I think that the girl is being friendly. And I think that, you know, she might be in a phase where her and her boyfriend, you know, they may have been out for a while. They may be kind of going through some things here and there. And it's funny because it's like, well, it's not funny, but usually around that time, it seems like people always then find a second person as an outlet. And I'm not saying that you are an outlet, but I am saying that uh, she may definitely still want to be in a relationship with her boyfriend. And uh, 
yeah, you don't need to be a side piece because I'm pretty sure if you really want her, you definitely don't want to be a side piece. But that may ultimately end up uh, being what you become. Um, so the best advice I can give is just um, focus on those academics. <laughs> okay. Next up, I'm trying to pledge next year. However, I may be pregnant. What are the rules on that? And that is UAPB. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm just going to be blunt about this one. Priorities, people. Please get your priorities together, okay? I don't know if you've heard recently, and we definitely just talked about it on the show, but um, I know you guys want to pledge your life to some of this stuff, and that's all fine and dandy. But at this point in the game, now you might be gambling someone else's life. So have a seat, and for you as well, focus on those academics. All right, next up. Okay, so this one's a little um, explicit warning to people out there, so I'm going to say it in the most um, non-explicit way I can. All right, if you let another guy go down on you and please you, is that cheating? My boyfriend is in the Army, and this is from FAMU. Yes, that is most definitely cheating. And the only thing I have to say in response to that is if your boyfriend lets a girl go down on him, would you consider that cheating? All right, next. My roommate left like a week before Thanksgiving break and haven't came back yet. Oh, Lord. Okay. My roommate left like a week before Thanksgiving break and hasn't come back yet two months later but his stuff still is still here on the bed y'all think he's straight and that was from North Carolina A&T okay again reread y'all stuff before y'all tweet it okay and my only response to that is yeah you probably want to go ahead and uh, call the police on that one All right, and that's what we have for our confession. I hope you guys were entertained to a degree. All right, so we are going to go ahead and wrap up the show. But before we do, um, you know your boy Leek here. So please follow me on Instagram at Malik underscore ooh underscore kill him. And that's Malik underscore three O's H underscore Malik backwards, K-I-L-A-M. And follow me on Twitter at dormant underscore ruler. That's D-O-R-M-A-N-T underscore ruler. And then you can follow my man Amani here at Mani Shakur underscore 415. That's M-A-N-I-S-H-A-K-U-R underscore 415. And you can also follow him on Twitter at Amani Grant hate that is one word that's at capital a lowercase m a n i capital g lowercase r a n t capital p lowercase a t e and you can follow tm bonnets on instagram at t underscore and underscore bonnets 
That's N spelt out. We still got to make a Twitter page, so please don't judge us. But I hope you all enjoyed this first episode again of season two of TM Bonnets. Please come back and be informed. And if you are a student, please be on the lookout for different opportunities in your field. And let's focus on being more united as a community, as a HBCU, as the Lincoln University community. All right. It's cold as hell outside, y'all, so y'all know what that means. Put those bonnets on and get those mugs ready, because this tea will be hot. Talk to you guys next time. Peace. Welcome all to Tea and Bonnets.